Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show. Pretty boy, Tony. It's Tuesday with Tony Cass on the Hammer and Nigel Show. Uh, don't want to keep Tony waiting. There you go. My name is Nigel. Hammer's here, hooking up live with Tony Katz for Tuesdays with Tony. We've had a few days to let the Elon Musk Twitter email dump sink in, put out a bunch of uh, internal emails kind of showing how Twitter was censoring and suppressing the Hunter Biden laptop story. What did you think? Uh, is it news? I mean, it's obviously news. Is it a big news? The White House is, is brushing it off as a, a distraction, Tony. What are your thoughts? I don't care what cringe Jean-Pierre, cringe Jean-Pierre um, wants to brush off as a distraction. Uh, this is who they are. Uh, to, to know, of course, for fact that uh, Hunter Biden was trading on the family name. I mean, that that's extremely important stuff. The bombshell, right? People are like, this isn't a bombshell. And they even had uh, one of the guys from Fox, Will Kane. I'm staring at the story, uh, tells uh, Hunter Biden's repair shop owner flat out, there's no smoking gun in Elon Musk Twitter files. This is a very short-sighted view, in my view, because the argument is not specifically that what we know from the dump thus far um, tells us anything new. It's that the reaction to the dump tells us how okay some people are with keeping other people silent. The idea that there are those who want to tell others what they can and can't say, they want to decide the narrative, and they're so infuriated they don't control Twitter anymore, that's the bombshell. Look at all the people who went after Matt Taibbi. I'm not a Matt Taibbi fan, and this is not a guy who agrees with me politically. Explain but who Matt Taibbi is. That's Matt Taibbi is a reporter. He was with Rolling Stone. He now has his own Substack. And he is the guy Elon Musk gave the information to all these internal documents and said, hey, put out uh, the story. And he's the guy who coined it, the Twitter files, and was then putting out the piece by piece, the play by play yeah. of what it is uh, that, that he saw. And you had people from MSNBC and from the New York Times and others going after Matt Taibbi, all with the same talking points. I can't believe Taibbi is doing PR for the richest man in the world. Everybody, PR, richest man in the world. Oh, they all this, said it. Yeah, it this was hours. their attack. This was their talking points. This was like bringing back journalists. This was the strategy. That's the bombshell. Look at what they're willing to do to a guy for reporting on a story. Because some stories just aren't worth reporting on. They want to decide what journalism is. They want to decide what the narrative is. And they are more than willing to, okay, to, to be okay with the idea that there are some things you should never hear. So where do we go from here? What would you like to see happen next? Because when this story broke uh, toward the end of our show last Friday, Tony, I looked at Nigel and said, okay, it's out there in the open, but this is stuff we already knew. A lot of people already knew this stuff was going out, but now that it's out there in the open, where do we want to go from here? 
Um, I, I don't know if I understand the question. And Well, is anybody going to answer for this? I mean, so, right. is know, there going me... to be investigations? Is somebody going to have their feet held to the fire here? Do you expect Washington or any lawmakers to get involved in saying, hey, this is a big deal. You censored a story right before an election. Maybe it shaped an election. This has to be talked about publicly. So, so a couple of things within this. First, anybody who says, well, Trump was president, so it wasn't government involvement is what's known as a sophist. Uh, and, and that argument of, well, if Biden's, you know, it's just a candidate. It's not like government controlled. The Democratic Party could decide what gets said on Twitter. If that's okay by you, you're a disgusting human being and there's a place in hell for you. So we understand each other. Not only will I tell you that nose to nose, <laughs> I'll tell it to your sister and your mother and a cop and a judge. There is a place in hell for someone who says it's totally fine for a political party to tell a social media platform what to talk about and what not to talk about. Will there be anything legal that comes from this? Well, of course not. The only legal things we're seeing is the lawsuits possible against Elon Musk because he took away the left's favorite toy. You'll see that the federal government is now going after Elon Musk for this concept he has called Neuralink, uh, which is about uh, some really freaky stuff about implanting chips in your head. Count me out right there. Um, But there's nothing else to come of it. What has to come of it is the next dump of data. You see, saying that this was no big deal, saying that this was boring, saying it wasn't a bombshell, is to try and downplay other things that Elon Musk might dump. And my answer is, Mm. dump more. Dump it all. And don't dump it on a Friday like you're taking out the trash. Dump it on a Tuesday at 3 p.m. so it leads the news hours. Force people into it. I want to see more of the level of evil of this uh, of this political group known as the progressives, mainly because, not that I expect them to change, I want to see the right learn that, oh, maybe you really do have to fight, and you got to fight yeah. hard, yeah. and that's what matters. And, and I feel like Biden's throwing it in our face. I mean, Hunter Biden is still at the White House. He was at some state dinner the other night, and I think he was at the Kennedy Center Honors. And it's almost like Joe Biden, the president, is is saying, you know, giving us the big middle finger. Hey, yeah, guess what? All this stuff is all fine and good. I'm still the president. I'm still here. And I think that's what the real story. Yeah, is. I mean, but but I mean, that's his son. Where all his son's hanging out with his yeah. dad. His son's hanging out uh, with, with his he dad. Shouldn't Nothing's be anywhere going- near the White House, though. You're, you're you're acting, Nigel, like these people have shame. <laughs> you're right. You're totally right. You know, if you want to argue that Trump had no shame, you're, you're totally fine with doing it. If you don't also argue that Biden has no shame, that's the kind of whore you are. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't think I... And, and Tony, bringing it back to <laughs> what you said earlier. You just yes. called me a whore? He just out. called that me a whore. Stays. <laughs> I am all in for another dump. And I believe Barry Weiss is another reporter that's got some information from Elon Musk. I'm here for that. But ultimately, do you think the Republicans have enough hair on their peaches to fight back? You mentioned fighting back earlier. It's never really been a strong suit of the Republican Party to fight back against this kind of stuff. No, no, they, they, they are weak uh, in, in that regard. But this is different because while Elon Musk is not a Republican, not a conservative by any stretches, I, I would view it. 
look at now what his purchase of Twitter has allowed. It has allowed for a more open conversation to take place. What the Republicans now have to do is take it directly to the Democratic Party every time they make a claim to care about the Constitution to publicly laugh in their face. And every time that they claim to be a party that's upholding the republic and upholding democracy to laugh in their face. And they have to be personal about it. And they have to be aggressive about it. I would rather focus on policy, if, if you're asking me what matters to me. But look at what the party did. It's an unforgivable, and it's not even the party's fault. They took advantage of the opportunity because everybody on Twitter is, an, is also a leftist. If you don't point this out, if you don't call people to task, Ro Kahana, Representative Ro Kahana of California, Democrat, wrote to Twitter and said, guys, you're violating the principles of the First Amendment. You got to stop doing this. And you know what Twitter did to Ro Kahana? They patted him on the head. This guy is a progressive. This guy is a leftist leftist. But he said it right. He was correct. And for that, he deserves our respect. But there's not another Democrat who shouldn't get absolute derision while they're doing interviews. I argue this all the time. While one of these leftists is on CNN, a Republican needs to interrupt the interview and call them a fraud. How dare you? What you did with Twitter is disgusting. You tried to silence people. You tried to shape an election. You want to talk about democracy? You don't know anything about democracy. This whole democracy is out of order. They got to do the whole thing right there on national television. They got to start pushing for, there could be a conversation about pushing for legislation. They got to be pushing people to create more platforms. They want to get into investigations of what other platforms have done. Absolutely. This is the kind of response that is necessary because you need to get the story out more because of course if you take a look at abc nbc and C i believe it's cbs and the total amount of time they spent talking about the twitter story it's zero minutes unbelievable uh tuesdays with tony katz before you get out of here tony you were telling us off the air something i, I haven't heard about this yet something about what howard stern said about the passing of uh, kirstie alley so uh as the this. story goes um she, I guess, I didn't know Kirstie Alley died of colon cancer. I didn't know that she had uh, uh, colon, colon cancer at, at, at all. Um, and Stern starts floating the idea uh, that, you know, well, she was anti-mandate. Maybe this was a theory this morning because oh, we were all boy. discussing it. Maybe she didn't go to the doctor soon enough when she wasn't feeling well. What? So is Stern like advocating the idea that that Kirstie Alley wasn't taking care of herself because she was anti-mandate uh, in terms of COVID vaccines, so she didn't go to a doctor? That doesn't make any sense. Holy hell! What the hell has happened to Howard Stern? Like twenty-five-year-old Howard Stern, if he got into a time machine and saw what he would ultimately become, he'd kick this version right square in the beanbag. I don't, I don't know what's happened to him. <laughs> I am right there with you. Remember, I grew up in Jersey. Uh, that, that was Stern country. People, because uh, he used to do afternoons before mornings, pulled over on the side of New Jersey Turnpike laughing so hard they could not drive. That happened to my father more than once. And you'd see people laughing in their cars. Everybody was listening. It was that incredible. Whoever this guy is now, that's not Howard Stern. What's coming up tomorrow on the big shows, Tony? Uh, well, not Howard Stern. Uh, okay, bigger good. than that. Good. Better than that. More joyous uh, than that. Oh, Joe Rogan is accusing The Rock of doing steroids. Uh-oh. Oh. So I figure oh, I no. might as well dive in. All right. He's on social media at Tony Katz. Facebook is Tony Katz Radio. TK, thank you.
Thank you. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.